and radio OEM roaming across your mind today. You're tuned in right now. You're tuned in to the cross culture management with me, DJ Hanim. Okay, today we're taking a look at cross culture, global cross culture communication. Of course, we know that from our prior discussion, cross culture communication, yeah, is actually communication between people of different cultures. Okay, cross culture management is managing people from different cultures. Okay, the strategies you need to know, the strategies you need to understand the culture itself, all that. Okay, and of course, big a big, big, big portion of the cross culture management is cross culture communication. Now, the thing about communication is it can be distorted the message can be distorted can be misunderstood there can be miscommunication if you are from different culture okay now the communication process can be difficult when the sender and receiver look at the information from different angles and the intended message that is sent by the sender by the communicator yeah may be interpreted or decoded from a different perspective yeah which is from the perspective of the receiver's culture so what happens here is that the actual meaning of communication will not be achieved so managers who will be communicating across cultures have to have adequate understanding on the environment as well as values which from uh, which are actually from the local culture itself and the main thing that have to be stressed is good and effective style of communication yeah for example uh, you need to know that certain terms are perhaps rude in certain culture or perhaps you know uh, this is the best way to go through things in certain culture for instance um you know they prefer the male to know or something like that they are male you are if you are a male they are more comfortable for you to uh, communicate with the male counterpart in that particular country so be mindful of these different um, perhaps you know uh, unwritten communication rules because at the end of the day it will affect the message and once there is miscommunication once there is assumption you know it can be very very costly okay it can be very, very damaging to the company. So do, we don't want that to happen. So it's very, very important to understand the cross-culture com- uh, communication, the global cross-culture communication, okay? Now let me take a small break. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to iRadio OUM to find out more about this. I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still keeping me company right here on our radio. Oh, you am in the cross culture management segment. Okay, now today's topic is an introduction. So we're taking a look at culture and um, management and cross culture management as a whole. Okay, now of course uh, earlier I've shared with you about culture and uh, we can o- you can also define cross culture management or corporate culture as well. Now there are many reasons why 
why culture plays a very very important role in any organization in any company in any businesses now for one culture actually dictates how the people within the organization within the company will interact with one another as well as with external parties of the organization sometimes it's your suppliers sometimes it's your clients sometimes it's the public you know and these interactions yeah will one way or another affect the business's bottom line or profit okay and just think about it uh positive culturally sensitive interactions would probably bring in uh, encouraging impa- impacts or positive impacts to the organization and of course not only that culture will also form our identity the identity of the employee and the organization as well as it will give an overall impression of the organization's environment okay now that being said okay uh, understanding that about culture yeah specifically in the management cycle or sorry circle yeah culture has two enduring myths surrounding it okay and um these myths are yeah uh, the first is the world is getting smaller now the thing is this this technically okay when we talk about you know the the advancement of ICT and all that technically this is correct the world is getting smaller and smaller it's getting borderless okay but the thing about culture is that it persists so this is one of the myth surrounding culture especially in terms of management whereby culture of a society of of a group of people is preserved no matter where you are no matter where that member of the society are it will persist okay and it will only be changed according to the preference of a given time okay for instance of course uh, we're talking about um technical revolution we're talking about all this modern gadgetries and of course this will somewhat change our outlook and this will also somewhat change our culture but the roots the roots will stay the same okay now another myth surrounding our culture or uh, and management and cross culture management is that management is a management now most management experts would tell you that it, that management will remain management regardless where it is being practiced okay and uh, management is something that contains the techniques and principles like a management by objectives that can be universally applied now the thing is i don't totally disagree with this it's true you can probably uh, apply the uh, different techniques or principles in other parts of the world as well as in the us where or where the actual technique was uh, thought of in the first place but the thing is yeah uh, it is not without any uh, adaptations at all you need to adopt and adapt to the culture of the given country to the given society to the given um level of people uh, level of education perhaps level of knowledge of the people involved etc okay so you now you know that these misconceptions these myths are definitely untrue and it can be potentially damaging 
for your organization if you are not aware if you are taking it for granted and if you are saying that hey you know what this is not going to be a problem for me i'm just going to bulldoze through all of this um hiccups and i'm going to end up you know with an effective team think again okay think very very hard okay let me take a small break i'll come back with more on cross culture management and introduction right here on i radio hanya di i radio u m m m Sebenarnya aku padamu Mungkin sama dengan teman lain Yang bisa kau buat begitu Dan aku Berhentasi minda anda Rasa cinta Ini mula UM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still keeping me company right here on I Radio UM. You're tuning to me, DJ Hanim, to today's installment of Cross Culture Management. Today we're taking a look at international managers. Now, of course, in cross culture management, okay, when you are actually in charge of a certain corporation in different countries other than your own, then you become the international manager. So, when you become the international manager, you will have to perform not only the management functions, but you also need to adjust, adopt and adapt all the different cultures and perhaps come up with a melting pot, a workable melting pot of the different cultures so that so as to maximize the productivity okay and of course to achieve that there are certain sets of skills and characteristics that you need to have in order to be an effective international manager let's take a look at those skill sets and characteristics right now okay now first and foremost the most important uh, skill that you need to have to be an international manager is to have the interpersonal skills we're talking about communication skills okay it's not just enough uh, to be Uh, someone who knows all the big words you need to be able to communicate the words as well it's not just enough to be the one with the big ideas you need to be able to articulate them as well so you need to have the communication skills that is suited for that particular culture for instance yeah uh, if you are coming from the americans uh, the united states of america sorry okay where you know freedom of speech rules supreme for instance but of course when you go to asian countries you'll know that asians or the the people from asian backgrounds they tend to be more reserved they don't speak their mind so these are the things that you need to pay attention to you need to be able to uh, communicate yet in a way that is effective for all so the communication uh, skills is important there and of course when we talk about communication skills there are other uh, rules basic rules that you can use that you can apply in different types of situations in different types of culture for instance keep the positive body language 
instead of crossing your arms you know don't cross your arms keep your arms open to to suggest openness you know keep eye contacts okay keep it short and simple the kiss principle okay you can also be concise as simple as possible don't use jargon see all these normal things you hear about being a good communicator so all this is something that's very very important for an international manager. So let me ask you this. Do you have good communication skills? Well, if you do, you might just be an international manager one day, okay, if you're not yet. Okay, now let me take a small break. I'll come back with another important skill or another important characteristics of the international manager right here on iRadio OUM. Zero three two seven seven three double two double two. That's the hotline you need to remember if you want to interact live with the DJ on air. I radio OUM roaming across your mind. I radio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to I radio OUM. You're tuning to me, DJ Hanim, in today's installment of Cross Culture Management. Today, I'm sharing with you about international managers. Now, let's take a look at the second skill or characteristics that an international manager has to have. That is the linguistic abilities. Yes, of course, you can communicate, but if you don't have the linguistic abilities, then you know you might as well be speaking to a duck. You know. Can you just imagine a chicken and a duck conversing? It just does not go well, okay? <laughs> it, perhaps it's not going anywhere at all. But you get the picture. You need to have the linguistic abilities as well. Well, since that is something that is uh, a little bit more easier to digest, let's move on to the next characteristics. I don't want to uh, beat a point over its head, okay? Let's move on to the, ne- the next skill or characteristic that is needed in an international manager, which is motivation to live abroad now this is something perhaps that everybody takes for granted okay you hear that you are getting promoted you hear that you are going to go to a different country and you get excited but then you get demotivated because you know what i don't want to live abroad i don't want to leave my family behind i don't want to step out of my comfort zone you know all this thing can actually affect your management as well so you need to have the motivation to live abroad to actually be open to the new experience that you are going to experience okay to the new adventures that you are going to face to the new challenges and obstacles that you are going to overcome so you need to have the motivation to live abroad it's not just enough to be happy uh to have that initial uh, excitement okay you need to sustain it to be motivated because after all you are going to lead the company you are going to lead the corporation in a different country okay so it takes a lot of energy and effort so you need to keep the fire burning so remember you need to have the motivation to live abroad as well and of course you know sometimes that motivation is not going to come from somewhere else it's only going to come from you so you need to self motivate yourself as well now of course it helps you know if you can perhaps bring along your family if this is an option you know so you need to explore you need to understand yourself better and understand perhaps your job job scope so that you can actually uh, be motivated not only can you adjust you you'll be well adjusted in your new place you'll also be motivated to work well to be efficient there as well okay so that's the second uh, that's the third actually the third skill or characteristic that's needed for an international manager let's move on to the next characteristic or skill which is tolerance for uncertainty and ambiguity okay 
as I mentioned again and again in this segment, culture is multifaceted. Culture is complicated. There's no one straight answer uh, as to what culture is. Culture entails a lot of different things. So you need to take this into consideration. You need to be able to uh, deal with the uncertainties, the ambiguities that may arise in your corporation in the new corporation in the new place you're in so you need to adopt and adapt accordingly okay so uh, let me take a small break first i'll come back with more characteristics and skills for the international manager after the break don't go anywhere stay tuned to iradio oum iradio oum merentasi minda anda iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for tuning in to iRadio OUM. You're still tuned in to the cross-culture management segment with me, DJ Hanim. Okay, now when we talk about culture, the role of culture in management, the relationship between culture and management, we're also talking about, you know, perhaps multinational corporations that does not uh, operate in their home ground, you know, or perhaps even in Malaysia with different ethnic groups working together. So when we talk about you know cross cultural management, we know that a crucial and important skill that the manager, that the business leaders must have is actually a working knowledge of the cultural variables that could uh, perhaps influence their decisions, their managerial decisions. In other words, the managers, the leaders, yeah, the CEOs have to be culturally sensitive, and they need to have a healthy respect for another individual's culture and this is what cross-cultural literacy is all about an understanding of how cultural differences across and within nations can affect the way uh, in which a business is practiced now what happens if a manager or if a business leader the ceo perhaps yeah is insensitive uh, culturally insensitive well the cultural insensitivity of managers who perhaps underestimate the significance of cultural factors can lead the business not not only the, the managers themselves yeah it can even lead the business to failure and cultural sensitivity requires the managers to be able to understand the perspectives of those living in other different societies and the willingness to practice cultural empathy and in other words you are trying to put yourself in another person's shoes and of course when we talk about international managers they can benefit greatly from understanding the nature the dimensions the variable the variables sorry that constitute a country's culture and how these actually affect the work and organizational process and when this 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 cultural awareness is there the managers will be able to develop appropriate policies and functions for planning, leading, controlling and organizing in an international setting. And it's all about understanding your people. It's all about, you know, uh, knowing what's best for them. And this this adaptation process is very very important for the manager, for the leader to realistically and successfully formulate and impact implement organizational objectives as well as strategies and of course this cultural adaptation 
population greatly contributes to an increase in the workforce diversity around the globe. Like I mentioned earlier, the the quote from Professor Gerd Hofstede. Okay, there's no uh, the most important rule to remember when working within a multinational company, multinational organization that there is not necessarily one right way of doing things perhaps you know this solution is working just fine in the UK but when you go to Africa you know perhaps um, Zimbabwe or someplace you know this is not the best way you have to do it differently and it does not necessarily mean that the Zimbabwe way is wrong it does not mean that the UK way is wrong it's just different ways of doing the same things okay let me take a small break I'll come back with Cultural intelligence. What is cultural intelligence? Do you have cultural intelligence? If you want to know more, stay tuned. Come on! I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to Radio Oya. I'm reaching into me, DJ Hanif, in today's installment of Cross Culture Management. Okay, today I'm sharing with you about the relationship between culture and management, the role of culture in management. Now, before the break, I mentioned a term, cultural intelligence. Now, I'm sure most of you, everyone, in fact, I'm sure, have heard of IQ. This is our. This is a measure for our ability to reason, and more recently, we are more aware of. We've become familiar with EQ or emotional intelligence. We know that this is how we perhaps deal with our emotions and how we interact. You know, social quotient as well. There's also SQ, okay, which which is your social intelligence or social quotient, and of course, there's this new term. Cultural intelligence or CQ, and this is a new idea, novel idea that basically builds on these earlier concepts, and it basically incorporates the capability of a person to interact effectively across cultures. Now, cultural intelligence refers to a person's capability to adapt effectively to new cultural contexts. This is from.、Um, P. Christopher Early and Sun Ang in the textbook Cultural Intelligence and Individual Interactions Across Cultures, and of course, you know, just just hearing the 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 definition, cultural intelligence refers to a person's capability to adapt effectively to a new cultural context. We can see that this is, of course, the crux, the very core of cross-cultural management. Now, how can you develop CQ, though? Well, there are actually different steps to、uh, develop CQ. First, are being through cognitive means. Okay, meaning you learn about your own and other cultures as well, as well as the cultural diversity. And then there's physical means. Yeah, where you use your senses and adapt your movements and body language to blend in. Yes, sometimes body language is. Part of the culture itself, you know.、Uh, you've read. You've probably read. Some of you've probably read. You know, in some cultures, in some parts of the world,、uh, shaking your head left and right means yes, you know, and and nodding your head up and down means no. So it's it's different cultures have different definitions of different body language and so on. And of course, another way to develop CQ is through motivational means, where you gain rewards or give rewards and gain strength from acceptance and success. And actually, CQ is measurable and it's measured on a scale. And it's actually 
it similar to that to the scale that is being used to value or to measure the individual's intelligence quotient and people who have higher CQ or uh, cultural intelligence are regarded as better to successfully blend into any environment using more effective business practices than those with a lower CQ and uh the the people who came up with cultural intelligence yeah one of the person who came up with the with the term cultural intelligence with the idea of cultural intelligence Sun Ang actually worked together with Lin Van Dyne to validate the cultural intelligence scales and of course uh if you want to know more about this you can go to this website www.culturalq.com where you can actually uh go through the various assessments that can that is actually based on this scale that can show you your cultural intelligence okay so of course you can see why this is very very important in cross culture management cultural intelligence okay let me take a small break i'll come back with more on cross culture management the role of culture in management stay tuned to radio um Radio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into Radio OUM. Okay, we are in the cross culture management, and today we're taking a look at the role of culture in management, relationship of culture and management. Okay, before the break, I shared with you. Uh, I was going to share with you the four vital areas to look at when a multinational corporation, when an international manager is assessing the company's approach to manage culture, to manage culture differences. Now I've shared with you the first area. Now let's take a look at the second area where certain common defenses that are being used to justify refraining from managing a culture. Now, uh, some management will say if we focus on differences, it will di- drive us apart. Or some managers uh, say that cultures don't matter. We're all human and we all have the same goal. Or um, some managers even say that language is the only ba- barrier. If we speak their language, I'm sure there would be no misunderstandings. If I become too effective in this culture, you know, uh, or, or, or another another person might say, you know what, if I am too effective in this culture, I run the risk of being alienated from the home office, etc. All these misconceptions when it comes to culture. And the argument that all people are motivated by the same thing was actually dispelled in the company that insisted all salespeople be compensated on the US model of 50% commission and 50% salary. And when we talk about this, yeah, uh, this happening uh, in the Asian countries, this is not a happy place for the workers to be in. Okay, the Japanese wanted 100% salary, and the eventual compromise was 80% salary and 20% commission. Still, the Japanese sales staff was so demotivated that sales volume and market share eroded. And after three years in this particular company, the Americans accepted the original 100% salary compensation. And this delay in trusting the local Japanese manager 
damages cost the US companies hundreds of millions of dollars in lost revenues so it's it's not the same people are not motivated by the same thing they are motivated by different things okay and the next area that you need to look at when uh, when assessing your approach to uh, cross culture management is where international business managers have to possess the necessary attitudes and skills for managing culture you need to be open uh, to clarifying with your colleagues the assumptions the, the expectations and behaviors you consider common sense are they the same you need to have uh, you need to be willing to break some rules considered to be sacred at the headquarters and you need to be willing to learn management and communication skills that are effective in the target culture and practice them again an example in japan yeah japanese cooperation with extensive us operations devoted one year to developing a set of values for doing business in ways that respected both cultures and this blending of values resulted in a synergy that improved operations management employee relations recruitment and customer service so, so it actually worked out for the best and the last a vital area to look at when assessing uh your the, uh, assessing your approach to uh, cultural management cross cultural management is that you need to see the benefits from managing the different cultures the diverse cultures an international manager will develop allies among the local managers yeah the international manager will enjoy a successful term as a leader in a foreign country or on a project in which the manager will be dealing with managers from other countries and eventually the multinational corporation will increase its market share and everybody's happy so you see the opportunities to put these ideas into practice are many and you know that the benefits of managing cultural differences compared to the consequences of not managing them should convince all of us to deal wisely with cultural issues. I hope I've convinced you and I hope you've had an informative hour. That's all I have to share with you today. I have to say goodbye for now but stay tuned to Radio OUM. More interesting segments are up ahead. This is Mehanim signing off. Assalamualaikum. Bye-bye.